0: jazz shapers with elliot moss on jazz fm listening color in partnership with mishkondorea named law firm of the year at the legal business awards and the lawyer awards 2017
1: that was Ray Charles one of my favourites hit the road Jack here on Jazz FM good morning this is Elliot Moss and you're listening to Jazz Shapers every Saturday I'm very lucky I get to meet someone who's shaping the world of business and right alongside them I also play music from the people who are shaping the world of jazz blues and soul and together that makes up the thing that is called Jazz Shapers I'm really pleased to say my business shaper today is John Timpson Sir John Timpson to add actually and Sir John is the chairman of Timpson they are the high street service business doing all sorts of things as you probably well know for you. There's almost 2,000 of the stores around the country, so no doubt you visited one at least once in the last few months. Lots coming up from John very shortly. In addition to hearing from John, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Dorea. Some words of advice for your business, I hope. And on top of all of that, some brilliant music from the Shapers of Jazz, Blues and Soul, including Snarky Puppy, John Lee Hooker, and this from Eliane Elias.
2: Samba não descansou, ficou zangado quando o dia clareou. Eu nunca vi samba assim. Gostar de samba muito mais do que de missão.
1: Sambo Sambo, that was Eliane Elias and a lovely version too. You're listening to Jazz Shapers and Sir John Timpson is my business shaper today. He's the chairman of Timpson. They're on the high street in lots of places. Very recently I fixed at least two watches there. Um, And it's a real pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. I'm really, really pleased you've joined. Now, um, John, you're experience of businesses decades long just tell me least, don't be embarrassed <laughs> it, Yeah. yeah well, thank you Elliot, for telling the whole world that uh, i have indeed a lot of experience yeah. just let's go back to the the moment when obviously you came into the family business back in 1970 and then by 19 early 1980s you were leading a management buyout and you took one type of business into another what was if we can cast our minds back what was all that about
2: I'll go back a bit for, I actually started in 1960. I even, even older than you think. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and it was a family business, and it went out of the fa- family because we had a, a big boardroom bus stop between my father and his cousin. The cousin was, key, was really keen to, to grab control of the business. And mm-hmm. uh, so, father got voted off as chairman, and uh, we sold our shareholding. We became part of another group which was called UDS, doesn't exist anymore, alongside uh, names you might remember, like Richard Shops, John Colliers, uh, Alders Department Stores, all gone from the high street, but we're still there. And uh, a few years later, I got the chance of buying the business back, a management buyout. Never heard what it... Didn't even know what a management buyout was in those days, 1983. And uh, that was a wonderful thing to do, to get what would a business had been started by my great-grandfather back into pretty well although i, I didn't have, i owned, owned a substantial percentage from then on but not the lot and uh, but then i had a nightmare for 4 years because to have a highly leveraged shoe retail shop a chain of chain of shops in the 1980s was not good news as i discovered and i hit that i hit a moment in about 1986 when i realized I couldn't actually really justify opening another shop. And when you've got a chain and you can't keep, keep it growing, it's just time to think. Mm. And luckily I found someone, found someone to buy it. Uh, and that's... If I was going to think about the most traumatic moment of my, my life in business, it was when I had to stand in front of the team actually back at the office and tell them I'd sold uh, the main part of the business. Because I was actually telling them that they were about to lose their jobs. And I'll never forget that. But looking back, it was the right thing to do. Uh, and I kept what was the other bit of the business, which was a very sort of minor shoe repair thing. Uh, I thought as sort of for something to do. But... Uh, quickly realised that you can't have a business which is just something to do because uh, I think that it, it, that wasn't fair on the people in it and they thought well perhaps I was going to sell that as well so I bought another little shoe repair business and then we bought another one and that's how we got to where we are now today. And just
1: going back to that traumatic event for a moment because just looking at you you're kind of I, I see in your eyes that you're kind of there again for a moment. It, 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 how many... I mean, those lies are affected. You know, people talk about business in very conceptual terms sometimes. And in reality, business is just made up of people. And you had lots of people in there. You said it was the right thing to do. If you had to go back again, would you do the
2: same thing? I would have done it a lot quicker, actually. I think uh, I, I, I strung the thing out for too long. I mean, if I'd, if I'd sold it quicker, I would have got more money for it anyway. But that's, that's beside the point. Uh, But it still doesn't change the fact that a lot of those people had worked their lifetime for the business, and it had been very much a family business. And uh, when my father was running it, he was a very sort of caring sort of guy, and we put people at the centre of the business then. Uh, And you can't help but think uh, how you have let people down. Yeah. But uh, we still—I mean, today we very much put people at the centre of the business again, and uh, they trust us. Thank goodness, and it's that trust that is very important. And, and we're going to hear all about that yeah. trust very shortly. Stay
1: with me here on Jazz Shapers for more from Sir John Timpson, my business shaper, chairman of the Timpson business. Time for some more music. This is Snarky Puppy and Magda Gianico uh, with Amor mm. de la. Narky puppy and Magda Giannuka, I hope I'm saying correctly, with the lovely Amortella. Sir John Timpson is my business shaper today, um, and we were talking briefly about an event an important event back in 1983 which may sound a strange thing to say but um, uh, an important moment I think um, for you John and and for the business as well so then you talked about this thing well I'm going to credit this other this repair business see what happens it was just a bit of a "Well, we'll see what happens but then much more structure comes in much more opportunity emerges and over the last whatever it is, 20 years or so, you have now built a, and I'm, we're gonna, you're going to tell me this is wrong, but around £200 million plus revenue business. Quite a bit more than that now. Quite actually. a bit more. It's see.
2: been growing very quickly. We are so doing something I right. We're, we're heading, about, we're about £350 million or something at the moment. So facts we? are out of date already. It's yeah. brilliant.
1: If you, if you cast your mind back to when you'd made the conscious decision to make this the proper business, mm. the next iteration of the family business. What were the two or three ingredients for your success, do you think? What foundations did you lay then, which you are now looking at today and going, they were smart
2: things mm. to do? There was a moment. I mean, I, I don't believe in forward planning very much. I mean, we do do a lot of thinking ahead. In fact, I, every three years I write my annual report for 15 years' time, which is an interesting exercise because it takes you right away from the current and makes you think about what could happen. But there was one particular thing, and I call it a light bulb moment. And you, you get, you get suddenly flashes of the obvious and bits of luck, and you take the. That, that's how businesses grow. And my flash of the obvious was about twenty-three years ago when I realised the secret behind great customer service, and which is very simple, very obvious. Should have done it before, which is. Actually, you can't do it by a set of rules. You don't do it by lots of training courses. It doesn't help very much if you have notices in the back staff room saying, smile, you're on stage and all this sort of stuff. The only way to provide great customer service in our sort of business is to trust the people who serve the customers to do it the way they want. Once you've given your people who are who serving the customers that sort of freedom then it changes the way you run the business. And that's what happened to us 23 years ago. And the change since then has been absolutely incredible. Uh, When I say we changed the way we run the business, we now call it, I call it upside-down management, which is my name for it. And everyone who is not serving customers is there to help the people who do. That's what they're there for. So our managers, our bosses, aren't allowed to tell anyone what to do they don't give orders they give freedom they trust the people who work within their team to do things their way and their job is to support them
1: and i don't think i've ever heard anyone say that so simply and so clearly and i just have one question Mm. related to that so in order for that to happen you must have to hire the right people and how do you
2: ensure that they're the right people no spot on spot on i mean that basically uh two problems to get it going one one was we weren't hiring the right people. We were hiring shoe repairers and key cutters. And I wanted people with personality. And however, however good the shoe repairer is, if, if he's a grumpy cobbler, he'll always be grumpy and not be good with customers. Uh, so, yeah, it only works with people with the right personality. And the other problem is you actually have to work quite hard in the, in the first, I found, five years to get particularly middle management or all management people to understand their job has changed. Their job is not to try and set a process to tell people exactly how they do their job. They're there to help them, give them the freedom to do the job and clear the obstacles out of the way to make it as easy for them as possible. So uh, basically what our people who run our shops, and that's mainly the people out the field, they have three main tasks. One is to pick the right people, right personalities. Secondly is to get rid of the people who are not right, and that's terribly important. It might might sound negative, but it is very important. And then the third thing is to look after the people who are are great. And a lot of that looking after is nothing to do with the business. Because if you've got someone who's really good who suddenly starts to not be quite as good at at their work, I'll guarantee something else is happening in the rest of their lives. So a lot of what I... Our bosses are doing is actually mentoring, helping out with uh, addiction problems, relationship problems, bereavement, often debt problems, sorting out those things that get in the way of the, our, our colleagues doing a great job in the workplace. So it's a very different sort of – but it it actually is a much more fulfilling job mm. than what most people associate being a, an everyday boss is. Stay with me, and I hope you're taking notes
1: because this is a masterclass in um – rethinking the basics of how to treat people well, both inside your business and outside your business, i.e. those people called customers, who are quite important to the success of a business. Latest travel will come up in a couple of minutes, and before that, some words of wisdom from our programme partners, I hope as wise as the ones you're hearing from Sir John over here, uh, programme partners at Mishkondorea for your business. Hi, I'm Richard Leedham, Head of Insurance Litigation at Mishkondorea. One of the things I always say to clients who come to me with a claim, whether it's against an insurance company or some sort of other financial institution, is be prepared to be in it for the long run because the opponents will try and weigh you down. And that applies whether you're an individual or a relatively large company yourselves. Some of these institutions are set up to try and drive you um, to distraction and abandon the claim. So having the stamina and the appetite is very important.
0: Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening
1: to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday I talk to someone who's shaping the world of business, making waves and doing things their own way. If you've missed any of the previous almost 300 programmes, go into iTunes, put in the words Jazz and Shapers. Cityam.com is another destination, as is British Airways Highlife. Right now, though, Sir John Timpson is my business shaper here in front of me, Chairman of Timpson. John, you said something very, very... Well, many things are interesting, but behind the point about trust, getting the right people in and then their being them being empowered to be trusted to serve properly, you said, and the other thing we really do is we ensure that we understand what's going on in their lives to enable them to be their best, the best version mm-hmm. of themselves. I'm now putting words in your mouth on that last point. In terms of the fact that there's bereavement going on, there's stress around debt and everything else. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about why you have been so interested in looking at that more human side of a, of a person and, and how you know, mental health for you has been an issue over the years?
2: Uh, well, two things there, actually. We'll come to the mental health bit later, if you like. Uh, there are events that make a massive difference to any business, and they're not, they're not the sort of things you expect. And I, I've no doubt that our business is, has been inv- influenced enormously by the fact I married Alex, who... My late wife who died only just over a year and a half ago because uh, she was a nursery nurse. She, uh, that, she just loved looking after kids. So when we had three children and when the youngest went to school, uh, she applied to become a foster carer. And that taught me an awful lot about other people and other people's lives. But Alex's example, I mean, she just she got kicks out of helping other people. You just, just say, well, you know, they're not enough givers in, in this world. You can actually be nice... And have a nice business that does very well, and that's what you should do. You should look after people, and she influenced particularly. Uh, my chief executive is my eldest son, who is very like his mother, uh, so much so that uh, I know we, we actually get on very well because every time we disagree, I remember that he's like Alex, <laughs> so I let him win, and it's as simple as that. Uh, but. Uh, so that's that's one influence, but also uh yeah, I mean you're referring to the fact that I've had several times in my life and uh uh when I've actually had quite a lot of stress uh and it's not very nice uh especially the f- the first time you get it when you you don't you think you're the only person in the world. Who gets up in the morning and either feels terribly miserable or very, butterflies in her stomach and it alternates between the two. Mm. And I think one of the feelings which, which actually is quite dis, probably disturbing as Anna. you look at everyone else and say, I wish I was like you. How lucky you are because you haven't got what I've got, which is, and you can't think straight. You, well, you, you spend your time thinking all the time, but about things which are terribly unimportant you can't distinguish between any sort of priorities and uh alex was very helpful for it me. i mean she understood and she made made sure i went to the doctor and and it, it, luckily you to get out of it I mean, yeah. but, I, but i know it comes again uh and the best thing to do is to talk about it uh, get advice and have patience because it does take time to before suddenly you wake up one morning and it's as if nothing ever had happened and f- life is fun again stay with me for more from my um uh,
1: exceptional um business shape today the man in front of me sir john timpson uh, chairman of timpson time for some more music this is john lee hooker with boom boom <laughs> That was John Lee Hooker with Boom Boom. So John Timpson's my business shaper today, chairman of Timpson, as I said earlier, the £300 million plus revenue business doing rather well. You mentioned James in passing. He is your chief executive. Um, it is a family business. And you said often that half-jokingly in that relationship, that dynamic is around um, that he reminds you of the way your wife is and her, mm. her behaviour and her personality and her sense of giving, it sounds like. What's it like being in a family business, John? I mean, obviously you've not, you've known, not known the corporate world as such, but what is it that's well, I did, important? I, I was in the corporate world a bit. When we, how long were you in the corporate world for? About uh, 10 years. Okay, I've got sat there's so many years here. <laughs> <laughs> but c- c- for you, though, because it's been so long, being uh, the helm of the family business, what are the things that you you hold dear? What are the characteristics that make a family business
2: different? There are... I think you've got to use the fact it's a family business uh, for the sake of the business itself. I mean, one of the big advantages is is the fact you get continuity. Um, And we know our people a lot better than most. So uh, most companies have got a chief executive that changes every five years. Uh, Just about everyone who works in our business today have only known it two, me and my son, James. Uh, And... We we know our people and they know. Also, they know us. Now, you you go to most shops on the high street and ask them what's the name of the chief executive. They won't know the name. You go into one of ours and say, "Have you met John or James?" And most of them will say, "Yeah, he was here a, year, a month ago." Or I mean, we've got a lot of shops now. We can we just about get round them every two years. So it's about best part of a thousand shops a year, uh, and that. It might seem strange, but it makes an enormous difference. And another thing, I mean, we have no intention of doing any other than handing our business on to the next generation the next generation we we don't, we're not going to sell out in any shape or form uh, so we can think to the long term and we we make sure we've always got money in the bank we don't go out, out overstretch ourselves and all these things are completely the, almost the opposite to the way a lot of other businesses uh, operate so we we in the end depend on how well we look after our customers and in some ways, I think what we've tried to do is to involve our customers in the way we run our business, which is why, for quite a lot of time in in our shops I promote the way we run our business. I mean, I tell our customers the fact that we give our colleagues their birthday off, we've got holiday homes that they stay out for free. They, uh, so every month we make someone's dream come true. We do all sort of wacky things, because and the customers like to feel they're part of a business that cares about the people. Because in the end, if I've got friends, they got talked about the shop. And you, earlier, when you were talking to me before we started t- talking on air about the shop, you talked about the people. Mm. You didn't talk about the shop or the service. Particular, you talked about the people. And that's exactly the way it should be. Stay
1: with me for my final chat with John. Plus, we'll be hearing some mu- new music from Courtney Pine, a vocalist Omar. That's after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM.
0: Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mish Mishkondorea. Named Law Firm of the Year at the Legal Business Awards and the Lawyer Awards 2017.
1: That was Courtney Pine featuring Omar, I hope you recognise his voice, with darker than blue. Just for a few more minutes, Sir John Timpson, Chairman of Timpson, is my business shaper. Um, you talked a lot about your wife, um, who passed away. We know, because if, if you've heard about Timpson, you'll hear about um, the ex-convicts who work in the shop, and I think there's around 10% of the workforce. Yeah, there's about 500, 500, 500 people. Yeah, 500 people. Um <laughs> you're interested in, in mental health and areas around it. There's a massive sense of giving um, back to me, John. Just tell me a little bit about this new charity that you're, you're, you're creating. Yeah, which uh,
2: I mentioned earlier. that Alex and I were foster carers for 31 years. We fostered 90 children, but we also adopted two more. And it was a long time before we discovered... Why a lot of them displayed such challenging behaviour, which particularly with the, our elder adopted child, was quite it was quite disturbing to Alex particularly because friends would come along and say, why don't you give it to Send him to us for a week. We'll sort, soon sort him out, which is the most unkind thing to say to someone who's spent 10 years looking after this kid who actually was the annoying, really, but did uh, <laughs> un- unbelievable things like take, disappeared in the middle of the night and took, at the age of 14, and took one of our cars and drove 120 miles down the motorway. That, that, that was, I mean, there were lots and lots of things. And the thing that made the difference was when Alex went to a uh, training course organised by the local authority. And there was a guy there t- talking called Dan Hughes who explained about attachment problems, attachment theory. The fact that these are children, looked after children particularly, these are children who haven't had the right bonding, the right attachment during the first years of life. And they therefore spend their life feeling insecure, not really knowing who they are and always testing to see where that safety is, who they can trust. And that's why a lot of looked-after children in particular behave quite differently. And so I've spent quite a lot of time trying to explain that to other people. So Once you get that, and I'm trying to particularly bring that into schools... And that's what the current, the main thrust, initial thrust of what I'm calling the Alex Simpson Trust, which is the charity we've started in our shops actually this week, is about, is to try and get, I want to get every school in this country to be aware of what attachment is about and why a lot of those kids behave the way they do. And once, I've been involved in a lot of schools I've seen, once... The people, I'm not just talking about the teacher, I'm talking about everybody. Once you explain that it's this attachment problem, and they are actually almost sending a message by behaving that way, they start to see the children differently, see them as people, and they can give them a much better education. So that's, that's my current dream, is to get every school to understand just that one fundamental thing.
1: John, it's been a real pleasure talking to you and I'm sure that your, this next dream will be realised because you have that look in your eye that <laughs> says it will be um, uh, and you've you've kind of had a journey yourself, it sounds like to me of, of and realised some very simple things which take some people a lifetime maybe they never get there and you, you've got there so it's an absolute honour to mm. have heard you talking about it all Just before I let you disappear, what's your song choice and why have you
2: chosen it? Okay, well, it's Buddy Holly uh, true Love Ways. Uh, this was. Uh, Alex and I went to Buddy the Musical about sort of, I don't know, seven, eight, nine times. And we had uh, uh silver wedding, very. Uh, it was not the cheapest. Party, we went, we took Necker Island for 10 days and took all our. Just a low key effect. Yeah, but it was, it was a long time ago and it didn't cost nearly as much money then. Uh, and uh, on the anniversary itself, Alex and I came down for dinner and they had this song playing. And it's always, to me, been our tune and reminds me of Alex. Here it is just for you.
0: Just you know why.
2: Why you and I will buy and buy no true love. Sometimes we'll sigh, sometimes we'll
1: cry. That was Buddy Holly with True Love Ways, the song choice of my business shaper today, the brilliant Sir John Timpson. He talked about every three years writing a 15-year annual report summary. What a great idea. He talked about flashes of the obvious and how he works hard to see those and he gets them. And he talked really importantly, and this is at the foundation of why Timpson has become such a successful business, trusting the people who serve customers. No rules, give them freedom and make sure management exists to support Those people, and he termed that phrase upside down management. Absolutely fantastic stuff. I wish all businesses were run the same way. You can hear this program again on catchup at jazzfm.com, or there's the podcast on iTunes. Just put in the words jazz and shapers. Plus, now, if you haven't already heard, you can use your Amazon Echo or Dot. Just ask Alexa to listen to Jazz Shapers through our very own Alexa Skill. You may know the drill, but just in case, all you need to do is say, Alexa, enable Jazz Shapers Skill. And from then on in, you just need to say, Alexa, play Jazz Shapers, and you'll get the latest edition of the show. Today's programme, as you might already know, will be there in just a few minutes' time. And once there, you'll also be able to instruct her to play older editions of the show. And the details of that and how to listen back are explained by me at the beginning of the programme. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday here on Jazz FM for another edition of Jazz Shapers. Meanwhile, stay with us. Coming up next, it's Nigel Williams.
0: Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.